all you listeners out there. This is Nicole Spezio. And this is Jenny Donheiser. And, and this, this is How, How Are You Brainwashed? Brainwashed? Our podcast that we host. Exactly. It's just us, babe. No fucking guests today. Yeah, thank God. Fuck thank the guests. <laughs> I was just watching it just like that right before we hopped on. Wow, what's happening with the community? <laughs> Are you? Did you watch? No. You didn't watch? No, I no, I didn't. Not not last season. I all? think I watched the pilot, and I was like, okay, sure, got it. I don't need it. You saw a big die and you said, I got to get out of here. Spoiler yeah, I, th- I was like, I think I got time. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so bad. Yeah. It's so bad. I and have I'm one here. life and I feel like <laughs> it's, I don't know if, and just like that's going to make it in. Yeah. I think they heard the criticism of last season. Everybody was like, where's the sex? It used to be mm. called Sex in the City. And now this these last two episodes has been a lot almost i would say too much okay who's fucking i've seen cynthia nixon naked 20 times in gorge the, in the past two episodes they made her get out of a what are those float tanks oh oh uh-huh <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> sensory deprivation yeah they had a whole scene where she is in a sensory deprivation tank and then she opens it and has to get out and she's full naked. And I was like, okay, okay. Okay, so that's not sex. That's just No, that's not sex. I feel like I'm okay with everyone's boobies and their bodies in the sex. I think that if I was somebody in a TV show and they were like, okay, but also you're going to be full naked trying to crawl out of a sensory deprivation tank, I would say, Mm -hmm. I don't know about that. But she leaned in. She said, that's fun. I don't know. I got asked to famously be Winnie the Pooh pantsless at some Joe's pub show at some point. And I did ultimately say (laughs) no. And I think it was just like, I would be okay with my closest tier A and strangers seeing me naked, but tier B of like acquaintances, that's where it gets dicey for me. Also, just crotch down or waist down is a weird view of anyone. Yeah. I mean, like, would love the boobs to be involved, but this was, they said, absolutely not. Be Winnie the Pooh. And did you have to sit? Were people sitting on stools? (laughs) I think that when the vagina is free, you're standing. I see. And when it wasn't, you were sitting. Yeah. I think mostly it was standing. Why? Why were... Why was everyone waist down? You know, it's about, you know, sexuality, sure, whatever bodies. And I get that. And I just thought for me, like, to have my vagina so close to people eating, like, pasta at (laughs) Joe's Pub, like, (laughs) I was like, you know what? I think I'm okay. The eating of it all just felt (laughs) disgusting. (laughs) You have to hit a minimum and you must order food. So there's no if, ands, or buts. And people are literally ripe. And yeah, exactly. That first row is it's too close. Yeah. Yeah. People could probably see Vag without having people be pantsless. You know, that's how close they are. (laughs) You wear the wrong skirt. Yeah. You are on display. Wow. 
I guess I too could not watch him just like that. Yeah, you well, you you care about being in the conversation much more than I care. Yeah. I want to know it's, what people are making fun of. Yeah, that's not a bad thing. That's a read on myself, not you. Are you following Ocean Gate? Yes, I am checking in with the sub. Yes. I think they're all dead. Does seem that they are all dead. I can't think of a worse way to die. Well, God, Jenny. (laughs) Just thinking of the circumstances is horrifying. I have watched probably a million TikToks at this point that are all like, okay, so they're sitting on the floor, no shoes, (laughs) shitting in a plastic bag grasping for air i don't know we talked about like true crime on the last episode and i feel like this is related it's just like something so dark that you can't stop being involved in that people want to know everything about it i know yeah it's inescapable i know it makes me feel so bad just just the whole thing is yeah you know, and I, I like the Titanic as, as much as the next gal, but I don't know about that. You got to just really have nothing left to do. You know, you got to have seen or done it all. One of the guys who was in there, I think, has already been to space. Wow. If you could safely go into space or into the ocean, which would you pick? I think space. What about you? I think ocean. Wow. The ocean really freaks me out. Yeah, that's why I kind of would rather go. I feel like there's more to be mined there than just sort of black holes and stars. (laughs) (laughs) You don't want to see the view of Earth from space? No, I think I'd rather see like the fish that light up. Ooh, yeah, that is. No, I don't want to see it. I take it back. I don't know. And I so dark scuba dived and was fine with it, I guess. Even yeah. though you're choosing to limit your oxygen or whatever, you know, but you're so close to the surface, like you're not like gonna, you know, get smashed by these people did or however it's, they went out. <laughs> I don't know. It's the darkest. It's the darkest thing to imagine. If I hear one more person say it's the size of a minivan, like that makes me want to die. It's I can't. <laughs> yeah. And to pay so much money to go in there, it's wild. Well, I mean, they must have known the risks. They took a chance, knowing they may not come back. I hope they I know, but... see the Titanic. Yeah, me too. That's what I hope for them. Me too. Anyway, what's going on? How with do we get out of here? Ocean Gate. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I need to take a aggressive turn here. <laughs> Um, you killed it as Raquel. I heard. I did kill it as Raquel and Sheena. I killed it as both, but I did. I did kill it as Raquel. It was so fun to be Raquel. Wow, what a gift! What was it like preparing to get into the mind of Raquel? Did you do a lot of method acting work? Were you Jeremy Stronging? It? I I turned my brain off. <laughs> I was like, actually, so in a way, there's yes. there's no need for you here. Like, <laughs> you can go away. I am, uh, I am vessel. <laughs> yeah, that's her day to day. I think. Should we like announce who our guest is on our live show? Oh yeah, 
Is that fun to do? I would love to do that. Okay. If you have, if you, you know, are skipping over the ad at the beginning of the podcast, then you might not know that we have a live show July 29th. It's a Saturday at 9.30 p.m. at the Green Room 42. And we would love to announce our special guest is Joe Firestone. Oh! Genius. Genius. Genius comedian, writer, actor, star of Shrill, star of many things. The best documentary. (laughs) Now, is that a documentary? What is that called? Oh my gosh, she has a special on Peacock that you absolutely have to watch where she hosts a comedy class for senior citizens. Is that what we call yeah, elderly folk? And then they have a stand-up showcase at the end of the class and it's joyous. It's Wait, the best thing I've ever seen. Actually, there's a woman in it that I know. And I Well, will, you'll have to bring that up I'll when we talk. I'll have to bring up that to Joe in real life. And you guys will get, there's drama around this woman that I know. This senior citizen. Is it Nikki? <laughs> yes. You know about yeah, Nikki. Of course. We all know about Nikki. But, <laughs> yeah, I couldn't I'd love believe to... she was in it. I know. I think I think we all were a little surprised <laughs> to see her. I think, uh, yeah, I would love to get into that with Joe. So come to the live show and yeah. hear that conversation. Well, explain who Nikki is. Why? No, I'm she... trying to tease it. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm just saying we'll explain who she is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Show. Yeah. And why there's drama around her and then also what Joe's experience was with her filming. And her. if she knew about the drama. Yes. I would love to know. Okay. So get your tickets, everybody. <laughs> um, we will not have our vaginas out on stage. We will <laughs> hey. be fully clothed. Maybe. I don't know. Let's never see. Never say never. Whatever I we'll s- sell tickets, we'll do. <laughs> you want to see our clothes on? We will. I sleep with my vagina out. Yeah. Vaginas need air and care. Someone yelled at me. I want to say Megan about this because she said that's wrong. Well, honey, I think what she said is when you're sharing a bed with her. Oh, I would never do that. Don't do that. Oh, so, well, that's what I thought was the. I would never do that. When do you think we'll be able to stop sharing beds? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. On Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip, people still get stuck in bed. Shares. Wow. Sonia and Ramona. Wow. Yeah. true. and uh, yeah, Alexia. Yeah. Alexia had to share in Thailand. And they it did show that they were irritated with each other towards the end. <laughs> they were like, no one else is experiencing what we're experiencing. So you can't I know. Adjust. Just sharing a room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They are sharing rooms. I love on the housewives when they show up to a vacation home of someone or somebody quote unquote planned the trip and they show up Mm -hmm. to the hotel and there's not enough rooms. Mm -hmm. One of the rooms is small. It really creates drama every time. They love to do that trick. (laughs) This season, Jen Shaw pouring champagne on her friend's head because her friend took the big room. And that's the worst thing Jen Shaw's ever done. <laughs> we should behave like that on trips more. No. <laughs> I feel like our vibe is more like, oh, no, it's fine. No, you no, take it. No, no, I... no, I'm okay being in the basement. Yeah, No, it's fine. No. Yeah, we say that. But then just looking at the data, Megan does always have the worst bed and worst room. So maybe we're not that accommodating. <laughs> Maybe she's just accommodating. We fought for her to have a bed last time. 
<laughs> yeah, but you know, how many years into sharing beds are we? <laughs> she did have to share a bed with me ultimately. And time. you were wearing underwear. I was wearing no, I was wearing shorts. I wore shorts, shorts. for her. But in my house at home at night, I sleep bottomless. All right. Well, this has been <laughs> an amazing episode. Okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Okay. What else? <laughs> We've covered Ocean Gate. Okay. What's <laughs> going on with you, famously, babe? What's going on? That's not sub related. <laughs> it's. I'm just checking on the sub. Um. What's going on? Okay. So my parents did come. I didn't take them to the High Line. I did take them to Pilot in Brooklyn Bridge Park. That's that boat that you can eat lobster on. <laughs> There's so many of those. Yeah, this one's just docked. It's like Grand Banks. Mm-hmm. It's docked. I took them on the ferry to get there. They were very charmed. So they had a two-boat day where they got to go on the ferry. They, you know, ate lobster on a, a stationary boat. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say this to Pilot. Okay. <laughs> yeah. This was a Father's Day treat. As I, you know, didn't get him a gift. I was going to buy him lobster roll on a boat. Mm-hmm. And as we know, lobster rolls are $100 million. And we got a few lobster rolls and some okay. drinks and some sides and some stuff. And there was five of us. It was me, my husband, my parents, and my sister-in-law, Anna. Brett was out of town. So we all ate and drank. But, uh... You know, at the end, the waitress comes around. Grandma and I pull out our cards to split it because we're treating Father's Day. It's not a cheap bill. It was like $330 or something like that. Mm -hmm. And she announced it. She said, okay, so the total is going to be $337 split two ways. That's $189 on each card. And I'm like, bitch. Why would she say that? No, but then my parents got self-conscious. Of course. Like, oh, that's too much. I don't do that. And I was like, no, of this course. is supposed to be a Father's Day present. Wait, that is unhinged. What like what purpose could that possibly serve? I don't know, but I was upset. And then my parents yeah. the rest of the time were like, we'll pay for that. And I'm like, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. I knew it was going to be expensive. I knew we were going to pay $35 for lobster rolls each. You know, like. Yeah. And I knew yeah so I was the to... food and drinks good yeah we had a great time okay that's really good, good but yeah that's that's annoying i was mad <laughs> so that was a damper <laughs> and then i did use the pool at my parents hotel on monday huh? Ooh, nice a pool in new york city is ugh, well you have one <laughs> again just because i won the housing lottery but i do have a pool and i did take my first swim of the season and it really made me feel like I live on vacation. Oh my God, Nicole, I want to come so bad. Okay, great. I will send a text right after we record so we can plan. I'm ready to go splish splash, baby. My mom kept saying while she was here, she was like, I learned this about Nicole. Oh, well, Nicole likes that. Oh, Nicole (laughs) loves this stuff. Like from listening to the pod, she just keeps being like, oh yeah, Nicole's having trouble with her work. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. And she was like, yeah, she has a nice, what's her uh, apartment like? Tell me about how she got that apartment. Like, she just has. Oh, my God. Joe, I love you, Joanne. <laughs> love you, girl. And she did play the clip to my dad about me dragging his email. 
hey, and did he sort of think that was funny or not? <laughs> he was like, I thought it was supposed to be a joke. And I was like, it was fine, dad. Don't worry about it. Uh-huh. So a lot of drama. Yeah. I was like, mom, I, he doesn't listen. You don't need to play him the parts that are about him. Well, yeah, I know. That's... <laughs> well, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to keep talking. I'm going to, I can't censor myself. We cannot censor ourselves. We're two <laughs> women with a podcast and we have to be truthful. That's the, that's the only thing we can do. Yeah. We're going to our good sister's wedding this weekend. Ariana Schreier. Yes. I'm excited. And- we should tell the people because this will not spoil anything because it'll come out after is that um, her betrothed has a family tradition that on big life events, there's sort of a celebratory talent show in (laughs) honor of the person. So they are having at their rehearsal dinner, a big talent show. And we have created an NSYNC medley where we've rewritten the lyrics to be about the lovely couple and have are doing the dance moves from the original videos. And I really hope our bride likes it because we had a full dance rehearsal <laughs> two nights ago. And I got to tell you, my back was hurting the next day. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Yeah. My body was feeling it. So we're about to do an NSYNC medley. I, you know, if we have some good footage, we'll show the community. Yes. We'll play a clip right here of mm-hmm. part of us singing the medley. All she ever wanted, Sam, who's all he ever needed, Ari, so tell us why we're here now, because I want you to I, yeah, can't believe our full dance rehearsal. It felt so throwback to, like, college doing rehearsals for scenes or whatever. Yes. I want to shout out your husband who made us an incredible track. Yes. Who cut together these NSYNC songs so that we could have a backtrack of music to sing along to. Otherwise, (laughs) we would have been doing an acapella medley. We decided that acapella would sound bad. So instead, we have a sort of Grease Megamix version, an NSYNC Megamix that Mike made. Do you want to sing your favorite part? Um. Yes, my favorite part is at the Halloween party. Something new began. <laughs> Incredible! At the is Halloween that your favorite party? part? Absolutely. At the Halloween party, something new began. The couple met at a Halloween party, so that is why that lyric is in there. <laughs> you know, we're really, reading. we're really shoving it in. <laughs> At the Halloween party. Halloween party. <laughs> I hope it's a huge hit. I think there's no way it can't be. People doing choreography and a medley with a backtrack. Yeah, we are doing some sort of like marionette in honor of um yes. when they're being marionettes and NSYNC. So everyone's talents really brought to the forefront. Your yeah. husband made us a mix. Our friend Morgan who is a dancer choreographed for us 
you know, we, the rest of us, I guess, just sort of showed up. Um, some people wrote lyrics. Mm-hmm. I was not involved. I can't say I was heavily involved in any of it. But... Jenny and I have been more sous chef and that's okay. Sometimes you're the executive chef and sometimes you're the sous chef on a project. All roles are necessary. When's the last time you performed in a talent show in a public setting? I mean, probably my third grade talent show. What'd you do? I did magic and I made my best friend be my assistant. You did magic? Yeah. What kind of magic? You know, I had a child's magician kit, sort of pulling handkerchiefs out of my thumb and things like that. And I did a little magic medley. Is there footage of this? Thank God, no. Wow. Did you wear a little tux? Yeah, some, not full tux, but something in that vein for sure. And that's just, you know, how I know that I'm actually not like other girls because I did magic <laughs> and everybody else did dances and that's yeah. fine. I participated in the fifth grade talent show and it was a group of girls doing baby one more time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I remember that there was, you know, back in the day of the original internet, there was a fan website for Brittany that you could go to and there was like a contact page. Mm-hmm for the fan site and I contacted the page (laughs) I wrote (laughs) I wrote an email saying hey Brittany it's Jenny I'm a huge fan of baby one more time I love you I love the video my friends and I are doing a dance for the fifth grade show and we're having a hard time choreographing something for the slow part I don't think I understood what a bridge was yet sure Mm -hmm. and I said do you have any suggestions no, and she wrote back and gave you, did you, did you hear from her or no? I didn't hear from her. <laughs> I also haven't heard from Paul Shear. Oh my God. Do you want to say, do you want to tell them that or no? Yeah, I can get into it. Okay. So once again, talking about my dad, sorry, dad, if you're listening, cause mom is playing. Joanne, don't you. blow up our spot. Let us um, have some privacy. Keep this to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> My dad was estranged from his dad. And when his dad died, I casually looked up his obituary only to discover that one of his stepchildren was Paul Shear, which meant that he, my estranged grandfather, married Paul Shear's mom, which I believe was his third wife. So this was so shocking. Paul Shear and June Day yeah. and Raphael were both named in the obituary. I was like, okay, this man had real children, but whatever. <laughs> Shout out to Paul Shear and June Day and Raphael. <laughs> so I DM'd Paul Shear recently to let him know, you know, hey, I recently found out that you're my step cousin or something like that. No, step uncle. Your mom was married to my grandfather, but he's estranged. Would you want to come on my podcast? There it is. To talk about this. And in no surprises, I haven't heard back. So if you out there, if you're listening, you know Paul Shear, tell him it's not spam that I really am his step niece. And that and we are nice and normal. And we're nice and normal. And come on the pod. I mean, no one can say that you're not brave, that you're not bold. You know, most people would not send that DM, but you did. <laughs> I want to, for the record, say I was 100% sober when I wrote yeah. and sent nice. this DM. It happened at dinner with my husband. We thought it was funny. And then I was like, I'm going to send it. And he was like, do it. 
So I did. Now, should I just blow up your spot and say you've already done this on Facebook years ago? I did comment on a picture I saw on his Facebook of my estranged grandfather and said, that's my grandfather. Yeah. So just, you know, uh, just to be fully transparent with the audience, <laughs> sort of our second attempt to make contact with Paul Shearer at this point. <laughs> and we'll see what happens. I think that we're going to get him. This is going to be like Dead Eyes, where eventually he, <laughs> he, he gets Tom Hanks on the pod. Whoa. We're gonna... Paul Shear is our Dead Eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. I mean, we've got to have some connection. Someone out yeah. there's got to know Paul Shear. I mean, June, Diane. I bet we're closer than you think, hun. <laughs> But not close enough for you to get an answer to an unsolicited DM. <laughs> How many DMs on a daily basis do you think Paul Shear gets? I don't know. If anybody has any ideas of how many DMs Paul Shear gets on a daily basis, please write in. <laughs> I want to say 10 to 15 unsolicited DMs a day. Mm. I'm going to say eight. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and that's a question. Paul Shear, if you come on the podcast... We can ask you. We'll ask you about your unsolicited DMs and your relationship to my estranged grandfather. (laughs) (laughs) And also, you know, what was it like working on Veep? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever you want. Yeah, sort of. We can cover it all. What's the worst movie you watched for your podcast? You know, mm-hmm. Go I, on, got, great questions. I got questions. I'll, that's that's just riffing. Classic journalist Jenny strikes <laughs> again. What would you ask Paul Shear if you had the chance? Did he go to acting school? Did he go to acting school? <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. But well, he did. how do you know? I absolutely don't. We'll find out in 2026 when he's a guest. <laughs> All right. What? How do we pivot out of Paul Shear? Um, you know, you could ask me sort of, babe, what's going on with me? Oh, <laughs> great. Okay. Thank you. Sort of. <laughs> okay, babe, what's going on with you? <laughs> okay. So I had, uh, I went to go see my friend Laura this past weekend in her production of You're in Town get it love it and that was great but the real highlight of the trip was her seven-year-old daughter who's a star said i want to play relaxation center okay with you guys explain what that means so essentially it was playing spa she had a little table she checked us in she said do you have your membership card for the spa Aww. No. Okay, great. Let me sign you up for one. And then she made me, my husband, and her mom all lay down on couches, put blankets on top of us, <laughs> and massaged our feet. Wow. She wanted to do this. Has this she was been to her a, idea. a spa? How does she know what they even do I there? guess she must have been to a spa. But after she massaged all our feet, then... She chose to wash our feet. <laughs> she used the same bowl of water to wash For everyone's, everyone's feet. feet. Yeah. I said, hun, do you want to switch that out? She said, no. This is the sanitary this way. This is what we're doing. And you know what? I 
happened to be first in both the massage and washing lines. So oh, it sort of good didn't really affect yeah. me. Yeah. But um, she put cucumber slices on our eyes. Wow. She made Alexa play spa music. Wow. I was like, okay, if I have a child, this is sort of what I would want to play with them. <laughs> Relaxation time. What did she call yeah. it? Relaxation center. Center. That's so cute. Yeah. Little kids always just want to be doing adult stuff. You know? I know. They want she to also have jobs. They don't know. I yet. know. Because they don't know. There's really. Yeah. And at uh, one point, she said to me, she said, I had hair on my foot. And <laughs> I said, well, absolutely. I'm Italian. Yes. And she said, no, that's not what I mean. I mean, like, you have a piece of hair from your head on oh. your foot. And I was like, okay, great. And then that sort of made me laugh so hard and um, gave me a real case of the giggles, which she was very pissed about. She was like, this is relaxing. You cannot laugh. Stop laughing, which of course then made me laugh harder. Of course, yes. But it was a real dream scenario, and I just like can't believe that a child wanted to <laughs> watch everyone's feet. It was incredible. That's so cute, and also so weird. Children are I weird. Know, kids are so weird. They want to be doctor. They want to be kitchen. <laughs> All the kids they toys. In the kitchen, yeah. All, yeah, you know how there's so many like little kids toys that are like little stoves with like fake yes. eggs? They want to be doing what we're doing. I used to, when girls would come over for sleepovers, I would make us create women's magazines. That's like I would, right. mm-hmm. you know, I would make us write articles. I would have us draw ads. I would have us like, I would play women's magazine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you want, yeah, you wanted to be job. Yeah, he wanted to be be adult. I had a babysitter who would bathe us and not change the water because she was from a family of like eight children. So I think the parents were just like, rotate them in and out. And I was uh-huh. not used to that. So I'd have to get in, you know, my brother's bath and I'd be like, sick. Yeah. I still think about it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it hasn't left me. That's funny that she was like, so who was last? Who was the... Her her mom was last. The butt of the human centipede of... Yeah, of our washing feet. How was your in town? Your in town is great. This is always my problem when I go see musicals that I know really well is, you know, I have my five songs that I always skip when I'm listening to the soundtrack. I can't skip those songs when they're happening in real life. So true. So... You know, don't be the bunny. Like I would, I would skip that for sure, and I couldn't skip that. But I, I thought it was so fun. You listen to you're in town regularly. I did when I had a car. <laughs> you know, like when I had a car and I had, I listened to musicals. You're in town was in the rotation for sure. Love it. Do you want to talk about brainwashing? What should we do? We can do brainwashing. Okay. Do you have one at the ready? Why don't you start? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, Nicole. Well, on our podcast, How Are You Brainwashed? Normally with the guests, we ask them, how are you brainwashed? Which what that means is, you know, what growing up did you think was truth that you now in your adult life have a new relationship to and realized was brainwashing, essentially. And I'll go ahead and start. 
Yeah, give me uh, one. This came up with my family was here. And I'm not mm-hmm. shouting this out to my family saying specifically this is my situation. <laughs> but I think that a lot of people are, there's a lot of guilt and there can be a lot of shame surrounding if your family maybe doesn't necessarily work out the way you want it to. You know, and I think people are like, family is blood. You got to stick with your family. And that sometimes your family is problematic or your family doesn't support you or they're triggering, you know. And for the safety of yourself, you have to distance yourself or step away from family relationships. And that is a-okay. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean anything is wrong with you. It means that you are protecting yourself and staying safe, and that's okay. And we should all release ourselves of that guilt of if we don't feel safe in an environment and we remove ourselves from that environment, that's okay. And that's what both my parents had to do in their family relationships. So that is why we were talking about it. As mentioned, Paul Shear, you know, no one knew. (laughs) (laughs) My dad's dad was married to Paul Shear's mom. And that was a choice, you know, that was made because it wasn't a safe relationship. So Mm -hmm. you say, I got to remove myself. And, you know, obviously you try to make those things work sometimes and you do the best that you can, but it's not always going to work. And yeah, that's okay. But really our, especially our parents, baby boomers, like it was really like the family is the unit. There's mm-hmm. a white picket fence. There's a American dream. There's a suburban dream. But don't you think that all these problems of like hiding, see- like I'm watching the mm. um, Duggar family. Oh, God. Uh-huh. Yeah. And like, and anytime you present yourself a certain way and your image is meant to be shiny, squeaky, happy, clean, that's never the case. Well, certainly not. I don't know if that's exactly the same thing that what (laughs) what you just were talking about. But (laughs) But you know what I mean? Like suburban are, you know, when you come from the nuclear family. Yeah. No. And you are not a Real Houses of New Jersey person. It's the one. It's my one. Uh, Because it is that is really what is playing out, what played out in this past season. Um, And one thing that I can't stop thinking about from the reunion is, you know, Joe and Teresa's siblings fighting for years and years and years. He didn't go to her wedding. It seems like it's falling apart right now. But the one thing he said, he was like, you know, if you got sick, if you got into a car accident, I would be there for you. And that mentality is so weird to me because it's like, okay, are you in or are you out? Like right. this sort of you're bad for my mental health and we hurt each other. So I'm going to step away. But like, if something really bad happens, then I'll just like, what are you talking about? I don't know. I don't get that. Like I do understand the parent of it all being a little crunchy because you know, they did ultimately, I don't know, take care of you. Like it's like, do you, do you owe something to your parents? I don't know. Um, but yeah, I think it's so, it depends on the circumstances and the individual. And I, you know, I know people who don't talk to their parents and it's just, I don't know. I read the 
book. It oh my god, fuck, what's it called? <laughs> it's called something. It's called something like it didn't start with you. Oh, uh-huh. about generational and family trauma. Mm-hmm. And one of the first things they talk about in the book is sort of some people dealing with their own neuroses, their own trauma and realizing that it's because they've distanced themselves from the parent and to heal that they need to heal the relationship with the parent. And I mm-hmm. disagreed with that mm-hmm. notion just because I just think sometimes it's unsalvageable. Well, I think you need to heal it within yourself. You don't necessarily need to yeah. heal it with the other person or with that relationship, but you need to make peace yeah. with the situation so it's not a hot but in a stressful thing for you an upsetting thing yes yes i agree it's either if you can make amends with the family member and you know they are open to it or reasonable and you mm-hmm. you you can make it happen that's probably healing but if you can't yeah you need to relinquish yourself of that guilt and of that pain and say i did what i could this is not a healthy situation for me. This person is mm-hmm. unable to hear me or support me or whatever. Mm-hmm. And now I say, adieu. Adieu. <laughs> adieu. I don't know. What if like Jeffrey Dahmer was your dad? You hey. Know? Or, well... you know, like the Golden State <laughs> Killer, you know? Like, I feel like that dude had a full family when they figured out who he was. Yeah, the, again, these are now extreme situations, <laughs> but I, I, I feel like um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't think idea. that people can just stay in your life because you have DNA shared. That's stupid. Yeah. Do you think like Joe, Gorga, and Teresa should continue a relationship? Is it healthy for them to continue no. to be in a relationship? So they no. should say, we did what we could do. This isn't good for us. Mm-hmm. And and let's stop being on reality TV together and right. Nora, you know? I think that what would be good is if their children could decide whatever kind of relationship they want to have with each other. Like, that's what I think it's hard, too, is when mm. the parents influence then the children and then the cousins who were close that are not close anymore. And, like, I have to – I can't like you because I don't like what your dad did to my mom. And, like, that kind of stuff is – then it just all gets gross. So right. if people could just do what they wanted to do and just not have to take sides, I don't know. Right. Acknowledge I have a separate relationship than you do. And I yeah. have a relation with my cousins mm-hmm. despite what's going on. Because I don't know, there's like when it just gets too complicated of people just hurting each other, hurting each other, hurting each other, no one is no one is hero, no one is villain. It's all just like a mix. Then it's like, well, to take sides makes no sense. Yeah. But I think that that makes sense. That's a good brainwashing. Thank you. But then I also think, like, if I was going to be a mom and my kid doesn't talk to me one day, I'd feel so sad. But I guess, like, I would have done something to deserve it or yeah, I don't but know. But, like, it, you would think if your kid doesn't want to talk to you or has issues, you know, well, what what are you doing? Yeah. I think on both my parents' side, unfortunately for them, that part was missing always. 
mm-hmm. from their parents of the acknowledgement or the self-awareness to be able to say, oh, am I doing something wrong here? Mm-hmm. Can I look at my behavior? They were so far gone from that ability that it was like, okay, so I just keep putting myself in fire over and over and over again, hoping that something changes. Or I say, no more fire, please. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of shame I think people feel around that. But something yeah. that you gotta do. Mm-hmm. You know, this, this, we're not all leave it to Beaver, okay? <laughs> we advocate walking <laughs> away from your family on this spot. <laughs> everyone, everyone got brainwashed by leave it to Beaver. Truly. And they the Brady did. Bunch. My mom mm-hmm. was always like, I thought my family was going to be like the Brady Bunch. Yeah, like, my mom also really, those shows had a quite a stronghold. Also because there was only like three shows, you know, so everyone was really watching them. But yeah, now everything is super dysfunctional. Every show is like, how fucked up can we make this situation? Yeah. But they were just being forced to leave it to Beaver and Brady Bunch. And mm-hmm. they thought... Well, my mom's not that. <laughs> not that. <laughs> <laughs> Is there something wrong with me? Is there something wrong with my family? We really got stuck there for a while. Mm-hmm. That's a bummer. Anyway, yeah, leave your families if they suck. But also, if you're yeah. my future child listening to this, never leave me. <laughs> <laughs> you can't go anywhere. Okay, Nicole, how were you brainwashed? I have a stupid one. Great. <laughs> Which is, okay. <laughs> oh, am I going to, we'll see. I'll say it, then we'll figure out if you're like, no, you have to say something else. But I feel like maybe the reason I want to shop so much is because I was um, like hunter-gatherer. I was gatherer in my lineage of Neanderthals. What? What do you mean? Okay. Okay. You know how like the men would hunt and the Mm. women would gather the berries and like women have a better memory because they needed to remember where those berries were planted. I feel like maybe also some of my need for little trinkets and shopping is because I'm gatherer. (laughs) Is biology. (laughs) Your biology has brainwashed you. Yeah. My biology. Yeah. Like, I don't have any hunting impulses, but I do have gathering. <laughs> do you think that can be real? <laughs> I do think, yeah, a lot of things go back to just our brains and biology for sure. I mean, look at my dog. He's not, was not raised to be hunter. Your cat was not raised to be a hunter. They're, they're reacting to their wild animal dna from millions of years ago when they were like lions and wolves why would that be different for us i know and cats they're only like domesticated like for 200 years they're still pretty wild beasts in the they're not like little dog idiots that (laughs) (laughs) have been trained by humans cats are different they're crazy they are crazy. I don't know. I'm just like trying to be like, why do I want to shop so much? Maybe it's because I'm gatherer. <laughs> right. Well, I think women, that's interesting what you say about memory, because I'm sure they were also like, we have to remember where the berries are, we have to remember which ones are poisonous and which exactly. ones are not. 
They had to like learn the cycles of things, and men are just like, "Where's the deer?" Yeah, I kill, and that feels still to this day sort of what's happening. That's what I'm saying, baby. That's biology. That's so what's the difference? Exactly. What's the difference between my ancestor having the emotional labor of like, what berries will kill my family? And me being like, I need new hangers and <laughs> new <laughs> shoes and I need to get stuff. Yeah, you're gathering for the winter. I'm, I'm the gathering summer. for winter, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I have like bigger ones, but like they seem kind of hard and we've been talking for a long time. So I said, let's go for the, <laughs> with an easy one. Jenny's going deep into family trauma. And yeah, it's like, you know, I can only people talk for so long smashed in the ocean <laughs> so let's move on yeah i uh i think of this just literally men are from mars and women are from venus just right the differences between the two genders i think just biologically come from that some sort of initial root i had to send some article to Mike about how women need more sleep to get him to shut the fuck up about being like, why do you sleep so long? I'm like, okay, it's because women need it. <laughs> Graham told my parents when they were here that if he wasn't here, I would probably never wake up or something like that. That's punishable by death. I mean, my parents laughed because when I was a teen or you know, when I was a young person, I was be sleeping until what's the latest I mean... you ever slept? I can't get into it. I can't say publicly. <laughs> you know, if I was in like high school, you know. You're getting into like two, three o'clock. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 What now were we depressed or were we just growing? Both. But also <laughs> like was I watching Dexter all night until like seven AM? Yeah. Not in high school, but when I when we first got Netflix <laughs> from one grandma to another, that really fucked up my sleep schedule. <laughs> when we you're just house of cards. Yeah, I just like, oh, I could just, just watch anything block. at all times. <laughs> Everything's here. Netflix really fucked my sleep schedule. Yeah, yeah. Let's analyze in the past that. Honey. Honey. Yeah, well, okay, so you're preparing <laughs> by gathering trinkets and socks and hangers. and Yeah, I'm just trying to look for how could I not blame myself? Maybe I can blame biology for wanting to shop constantly, buy myself little treats. Now, don't you think that's so interesting? Like in the family trauma book, it's sort of like once people understand their family history or discover that relative that drowned and that's why they're always feeling like they're drowning or whatever um it relieves them once there's an explanation for things, mm -hmm. it tends to help alleviate that so you just want to say i have a shopping problem and this is why well acknowledging that it's neanderthal roots alleviate the issue you know, do I also need to look at like every day after school? My mom would be like, want to go to Fashion Bug or Walmart? Like, you know, I think that's also maybe has something to do with it. Mm -hmm. uh, well, your just... mom's into antiques or what is she doing at flea markets? Yes. Yeah. Flea markets, antiques and stuff like that. She's a collector. 
maybe that's a, a, a learned behavioral DNA from your mom. I just feel always that there's something I have to buy. Well, that's probably capitalism. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah, that too. <laughs> okay, see, we got there. We got there. <laughs> that's anytime you're looking at Instagram, watching TV, doing anything, they're secretly saying, you should also buy this. I know. I And I have that. I just feel there's always something I need to buy. I hear you. I in the same way. And also there's a dopamine hit of it arriving. I know that's the thing is like when you order something online, you get it twice because you get the hit of buying it and then you get the hit of it arriving. Yeah, it's fun. It gives you something to look forward to. Yeah. And then you get it and you're like, I'm going to wear this twice. Bye. Throw it in the pot. I asked the guy at my front desk because I was feeling self-conscious one day. I asked him this week. I was like, do I have the most returned packages of the building? Like, am I the person that gives you the most returns for UPS? And he said, you're not in the top five. <gasps> I thought See, everyone has this problem. I know but I thought. Oh, if I'm not in the top five, that means I'm definitely in the top ten. And that's still too high. <laughs> yeah, well. I don't know. I think it's fine. That's everybody. We're okay. all it's the internet. We have we have the ability to buy literally it's anything we could think of at our fingertips. Our credit card information autofills. You know, we can so easily be like, That's No, I purposely do not save it because it's too much. I have to get my ass up to go to another oh. room and get my credit card because I really need to think about it. Yeah, that's good. Um well, great. So don't talk to your families and um and the reason that you have a shop capitalism. problem is because of the Neanderthal women who had to gather berries. But mostly capitalism. You're right. Yeah, mostly capitalism. <laughs> You're right. The endless need to feel like the next thing we buy will <laughs> will make me happy. Happiness. <laughs> We're trapped forever in that cycle. Should we go live off the grid? Ew, no. <laughs> That's so dumb. I want to go to the theater. I want to go to nice restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. You don't want to go live in Alaska in the middle of the woods? Hell no. <laughs> Absolutely not. I hope that one day we get offered a reality show where they have put us in the woods in Alaska. And film us. I- Welcome to Crappy Lake. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait for Crappy Lake. Can't wait. Um, <laughs> should you do a little cast? Yeah. Castorewski? Let's do a Castorewski. Okay, let's do Crappy Lake cast. Which one of us is Sonia? Which one is Luann? I think you're Luann. I'm Sonia. I think so, too. Is it because we're is it because blonde and brunette? Blonde and brunette. Mm, no, I do think that Luann has a husk <laughs> that I have that you no more than you. I have that. <laughs> yeah, Sonia is also really operating on her own frequency. Yeah, which I really do. <laughs> <laughs> Those two love them. Love them. Love them. Problematic, but we love them. Absolutely. <laughs> Never met a housewife that wasn't problematic. 
Are you proud of me for what I'm watching the, the new OC in real time and watching backlog OC? I am. Did you follow my season eight cheat sheet? How are I, you? I what are you doing am on your season eight cheat sheet. I keep sort of letting things autoplay and then being like, I need to get out of here. Where do I go? I need to skip ahead. Um, yes. So I'm sort of halfway through the season and it seems like I can skip pretty much into some. I just watch episode where Heather Dubrow films hot in Cleveland. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, I can't get enough for her. We should oh. get her on the pod. I think we can get her on the pod. Who can we cast ourselves within this season of the Orange County? Yes. Okay. So you're on season eight. I'm on so, season eight. So that's uh, Alexis, Gretchen, Heather, Tamara, Vicky, Lydia. Wow, amazing that you just know that off the top of your head. I am unwell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's cast ourselves as those. Let's think. It's a tough one. I I, I think I have it. <laughs> okay, go for it. I think that I'm Tamara and you're Gretchen. Okay. I gave you Heather and I gave myself Gretchen. But we both landed on Gretchen for me. Yeah, you're definitely Gretchen. Gretchen. <laughs> <laughs> I was really like, am I Vicky? <laughs> I was having a <laughs> moment being like, there is an unhinged energy about her that is interesting to me and, and funny. But I don't think I'm that unhinged. No, you are definitely not. <laughs> you're definitely not a Vicky. You <laughs> Out of the options, you are Gretchen. Yeah, she's like, I do comedy. <laughs> I yeah, yeah, yeah. do pussycat dolls or whatever the hell. I'm like, what does she, What? who is this person? Yeah. <laughs> Big question mark. I can't wait to see her on this Ultimate Girls trip. Yeah, I'm glad to know her now. I would love to be Heather, but I think ultimately I'm just a little shit stirrer like Tamara. <laughs> just a little. <laughs> but I would love to be Heather. Tamara's really well. I always put you as the wife of a plastic surgeon, so you really do see that for me. And you think that I am plastic surgeon adjacent. <laughs> <laughs> did you watch the RuPaul's AD? Yes, I did. <laughs> Don't you uh, feel obsessed. like that was your house? <laughs> yes, his orange fucking office. I want that so bad. <laughs> All the black and white. It's perfect. Yeah, I do have that. That's my taste. <laughs> That's my taste for sure. He's like, everybody is so modern in LA. So we just decided to go the exact opposite. Yeah, <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> yeah. How much? He's so rich. I know that's right. I mean, don't they like have a ranch somewhere? This, there's, this is not even their primary home. I can't get into what's their primary home, but I do think <laughs> I do think that there are multiple properties for sure. Nice. Okay. Is there anything she, else that you want to say? Can I go? <laughs> Can I go now? Can I go? Is it done? <laughs> okay. We only did Housewives casting. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. And we did two different housewives castings. Yeah. Next week we'll, you know, do condiments and <laughs> it'll be we'll great. Be back to condiments. <laughs>
Back to catch up, baby. Well, this has been another great episode of our podcast. We love you. Please like, please subscribe, please give five stars, please buy tickets to the live show. Buy tickets to the live show. Uh, Write us a review, even if it's bad. We want it. No, 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 no. It actually quite affects you if it's bad. So five stars or nothing. If you think it's below five, just just send me an email that you hate me. (laughs) Don't fuck with the algorithm. We both have contact pages. Yeah, just you can know us that you hate us. Don't don't give us a less than a five star review, please. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay, we love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.